Hey y'all, and this is Victoria, Bree, and Tasha, and welcome back to another great episode of Black Millennial Moms Podcast. By now, you know that we're on the Anchor app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So make sure you follow and subscribe to us on whichever you choose. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Black Millennial Mamas, and that's Black Millennial M I L E N N I A L. And mamas, M-A-M-A-S. Disclaimer, Black Millennial Moms is for everyone. We just so happen to be Black Millennial Mamas. Our content is for everyone because every mother needs each other and a village. We were made with the intention of celebrating motherhood, but also sharing our experiences while going through it. Also, if you would like to be sponsored on Black Millennial Moms podcast, email us at blackmillennialmamas.com at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about a few things. First thing we'll be talking about is airplane safari situation because that is a whole lot, a whole lot. Um, <laughs> we'll also be talking about Black women problems and um, how being a strong Black woman seems to make us less feminine in the public eye, Black mothers and how we treat our sons versus how we treat our daughters. So I want to start off with love and hip hop specifically um, Erica and Safari. It was a little segment of Bambi and Scrappy because it does look like they low-key going through something, but they don't want to really say it on the show. But specifically Erica and Safari and how um, she told him she was pregnant. Now, if y'all remember, I said in the last episode that she looked pregnant. (laughs) I think she knew. I think she knew before that. She said she didn't, but I think she knew. Um, yeah. But his whole response, so we're going to insert the clip right here of his response to her telling him. I remember last time you said I ain't put enough of Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, I was looking like, please pause long enough. <laughs> I know that makes him cut that part out. Um, yeah. <laughs> be fun and nice for you uh, finally my husband actually is sitting across from me and i get the feeling he's actually grateful so i'm like okay this is definitely the perfect time because i haven't seen this man smile this hard in a very long time besides when we're in the bedroom so let me seize the moment because if not who's to say what the hell's gonna happen with this man um i want to show you something that's I just found out. So what, you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. We're pregnant. How many weeks are you? 23. You know how I feel. About? About having more kids. Are you sad? Are you, like, upset? I don't know what I am. I felt like we just started getting the rhythm with Machi turning one. We're gonna have to start all over again. Erica was posting bikini pictures, flat stomach, 
Are you shocked that she can be this far along? I'm flabbergasted. Like, I just, I just don't get it. And that just goes to show how distant we've been. Like, we live in the same house. She's this far along pregnant. And I didn't know. This is crazy. Can I ask you, like, what you're feeling? I need to figure this out with you so that this way we don't drift apart again. I don't know. I'm a married woman that's going on baby number two with a man that totally has no respect or regard for how I feel. And it's not fair, cause like, I didn't ask for this. It's like, it's not fair. This is crazy. From watching the clip, I watched the episode, but then the, ironically the clip popped up on TikTok too. And um, I was at awe by his response. Like, y'all, y'all two married people, you're willingly having sex with your wife without protection. She's not on birth control. And you're shocked she's pregnant? I think it was more so disappointed. I don't think... Like, <laughs> Houseway. Like, Houseway. No, but first happen? of all, he was saying the producers was asking him, like, in the confessional, was he shocked? And he was like, I mean, that just shows how disconnected we are. I'm not even, you know, that I hadn't even paid attention to her body type stuff. So it seemed like he was more so disappointed, too. Like, forget, like, him he being shocked. He earlier in that episode, he didn't want no more kids and he was going to get a vasectomy and not tell her. Well, we don't know how that editing is done, too. He could have said that Like, you know how that shit, that editing shit go. It just looks like, damn, you just said you ain't want no kids. Now she tell you that she's pregnant. Like, that editing, you know this how that shit true. But it, it still seems as though you made a very clear indication like you didn't want no more kids, but you're having unprotected sex with your wife. And like, shocked typical. she's pregnant. But that's like typical nigga shit. Like, let's just be honest. Like, niggas would act so shocked. Like, damn, how you pregnant, nigga? Because we was, you know, <laughs> doing the do without some protection. Without protection? Like, I'm not on birth It was raw dogging like, me. Like, <laughs> what you know, think is going to happen? Exactly. Like, just from, not from experience, but just from how I just heard, you know, other people's situations. It's like, yeah. he's acting so shocked. It's like, nigga, why are you so pregnant? What? What? You were there. <laughs> we were doing like, it. How does, what do you it mean? How, did, how did this happen? It like, takes uh, two people. Uh, so it was that one day we was drinking at Hennessy and uh, and yeah, the, we were out. But yo, <laughs> but yo, but did y'all peep? She was like, well, she, what did she say? She was like, yeah, I haven't seen a smile on his face this big um since we was in the bedroom so obviously they must be fucking a lot because the only time he's smiling at her is when they was in the bedroom so but nigga, you had the audacity to be surprised that she don't got the you ain't got that same like it's like if you want and that's the thing like i guess in the past because i've seen some on social media like yes i've wanted more you know he said in the past that he wanted kids but it's so funny like now you in this now you in this situation where you're having kids and now you're not happy because you still want to live your he best. He like, didn't expect the responsibility that come with that shit. That's why. Yeah, you better talk to a, talk to somebody and phone a friend before y'all get in these situations. Because everyone knows That's that when true. you have a child, it slows you down. We all know that we are all Absolutely. literally going through this. Like we're all we we don't turn up like we used to. 
people look at us like we're crazy. What, what's going on? What y'all got going on? Look, we tired. We just want to be in the house. We want to chill. We want to have innings and not outings. So, like, we trying to go sleep. We trying to sip on some wine. It may be an occasion, like, you know, how we just celebrated Vic's birthday. We went out Ooh. and we was in, but I got home at midnight and I dropped her off. So it's imagine how early, yes. Yeah, so imagine how early. So, you know, when you, and we're, shit, we, I'll be 30 in a couple weeks and she just turned 29. So you know, everybody knows that it's just so you know, but we're women. With men, it's different for them. They don't go through the stuff that we go through. So for them, it's like, uh, I don't know. I still want to do what I want to do. <laughs> but y'all, but y'all, but let's talk about the narcissistic, the narcissistic point of him so like if y'all watch the whole clip it was just like so many things that fucking triggered me so it was um an instance where he says that you threw our wedding pictures away and try to flip the script on her but then she was like well what do you think I was gonna do when you go on social media and tell the whole world so they're saying that marrying me was the biggest mistake of your life like like, Mm -hmm. did you so are you going to sit there and like who would sit there and not react to that you know right. so that shit right. just pissed me off and just triggered me so bad like this dude is a straight up corn you did something way worse you did jerk. something public i did something private private mm-hmm. straight private she has that he just never experienced a stable relationship or know what it takes to put work into a relationship he thought which a lot of people think that when you get married, like that's it, like everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows and it's going to be perfect. Like there is no work that needs to be involved in sustaining my marriage. We already did all this shit while we were dating. When it's mm-hmm. literally like you got to put double the time in at that point. Yeah. And especially because they're in the social and they're, they're you know, they live in the age of social media and there's mm-hmm. and they're always in the public eye. So that's even more pressure on there. So I kind of mm-hmm. feel like safari is not living in the real world because no, especially no, when not. you have all these people you famous and all this other stuff like that oh you think <laughs> oh this is a piece of cake but when you actually start to fucking live you get married you have a family things do change and what was mm-hmm. the, what was that last uh little quote he said on that on the first clip that we played he was like um and you just taking things too serious what do you what do you you're mean being dramatic he said you're being oh, you dramatic being, i was like, like oh you can be so dramatic excuse like, what are you, you expressing are you, you that she like, feels like your relationship is, is falling apart and, and it seems like you're invalidating her feelings like you're so yes. dramatic you're invalidating my feelings and we all know what that feels like. Like, don't tell me how I should fit. It's not that serious. No, it is. It is that it serious. Is. It is. Like, ugh. to go publicly, that's, first of all, I would be so embarrassed and I would be embarrassed. embarrassed. Why would you go on social media and put some shit like that? That's not, that's, that's personal. That is personal. And you're basically just putting it all out there. No, if mm-hmm. you if you can run the social media, you can run to me and tell me how you feel. You don't got to put that right. up there. You know, but yeah, that just talking about that just gives me just anxiety and just, oh, just boils my blood because like, oh, oh, it just makes me mad. It just makes me mad. 
Let me keep it at that. And then it's it's so this is a 40-year-old man. A 40-year-old mm-hmm. man. I just mm-hmm. had, to, I had to pull up his thing. This is a 40-year-old man acting like this. His Wikipedia page. <laughs> Girl, you know, Google tells you everything. Google tells you everything. Mm-hmm. But you are 40 years old. Acting still like living. This. And then the part, the part that kills me is, is that you wanted to celebrate your damn birthday and your son is still in the fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is the baby still in the hospitals? Is the baby still in the NICU right now? I believe I think the so. Baby, they finally went home. I thought the baby went home. I'm not sure. Yeah, let's check. Let's, we're going to check that, listeners, and be back with you with the correct answer on that. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> But still, but he was still out partying dude, because, you know, that was like the beginning Well, his birthday is like the beginning of July and he was out partying while his baby is in the hospital. Like, you can you can tell that right there that's not a person that I would still want to be married to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And I read something mm-hmm. on social media that said Safari is living proof of how a man would beg for your time and then mm-hmm. waste it. If that ain't the truth, y'all, and like, he was all Erica for your attention, like oh, beg, and then they get it, and then it's like, bro, you you just wasting my time. You didn't waste the x amount of years, x amount of months, like to be on some nonsense. Because I remember when he was really trying to pursue her, it was a VH1 show about it was like in this haunted house or whatever in like savannah georgia or somewhere out in georgia somewhere and he mm-hmm. was on her so hard and she was just kind of like rolling her eyes like whatever whatever and finally gives this dude the time of day and he embarrasses her i'll be so pissed that's and, and men wonder why like why are you single because i can't trust y'all you know what i mean like they're like well i don't understand how you single i said because y'all do stupid stuff like that get out beg for our attention get it and then waste it and then now I trust messed up because it's like, dang, like you went through all these measures to get me and then mm-hmm. now you got me and then now you just, now you just, no you don't know what to do with me type stuff. You know what I mean? And it's embarrassing. And even though, let's not forget, Erica was a, was a firecracker. She was something else as well. Uh-huh. And, and you know what? Somebody said something about her like she deserves everything she getting. I don't feel like nobody deserves nah, some shit like this. I don't nah. care. And if you if do, she was you don't deserve that stuff publicly. Left right. The, the right. fact being that she decided to slow her life down and get married after this man sat here and basically and harassed two of his, her. And have two of his big-headed kids. Like, dang. Don't talk about the kids but you, now. Wait, well, I'm not talking about the kids, kids, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying he got, I'm saying he got a big kid, so I'm like, I'm uh, not real quick. About, you know. I just want to say that uh, you are correct. He went. They went home on July 14th. They got okay. to go home. Oh wow! So he is home now, okay. but he is still. That's a new. That's a preemie, and uh, from a preemie experience, just because they go home does not mean the work is done. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different experience when you got premature kids. Oh, oh, and also, oh, he went on Young Jock's radio show in Atlanta, and he was like, he was just getting so mad at the, the backlash he was receiving online, because he was like, I went to Jamaica weeks prior. I just started, I just posted some videos. You like, a fucking lie. You, you say, a fucking liar. If, if, if you telling the truth, show us some timestamps. Not that you got anything to prove to us, but if you getting back, if you receiving all this criticism, all this backlash, prove that you was in Jamaica in June or whatever, and it wasn't during the time that your baby was in the NICU. You know what I mean? Like, prove that you post everything else online. 
everything else, but you don't want to post showing proof that, hey, you're innocent. Hey, this ain't that type stuff. So just like, just so mad and stuff. She would not, not react the way she had reacted on social media if he wasn't really at home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What? What? How? What make? What? What sense would it make her making tweets while he's sitting next to her? So you know that nigga lies. Or if he ain't sitting next to her, he he. Or if he ain't sitting next to her, he may not be on vacation. He just ain't there. He just ain't present. You know, like exactly. oh, you may not be laying in the bed with me. You may not be. Only time you crawl in the bed is to have sex. Right, and you, you see where that led us. Here we are <laughs> with another look, baby. Look what happens. Look what happens when I have your kid. You, you, uh, you, pretty much you don't appreciate it, and then you, you decide to go on. You just decide to embarrass me while I'm going through postpartum after having your child early, probably due to stress. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's talk about that. How the baby came early because I don't know when the baby was due, but clearly the baby's a preemie and has been the NICU because she had him too early because she was probably stressed out. I believe she said like, it was on the the episode, I think last episode or either this episode or the last episode where... Yeah, I think her baby was due the first week of August, right? Like the first week of August, yeah. Or something like that. So he came like a month early. Yeah, he was a month early. is still alive. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. want to sprinkle in real quick that he talked about getting a vasectomy. <laughs> he talked about <laughs> getting a vasectomy without telling Erica. And um, I found that like majorly fucked up because I got my teeth tied, but I'm I'm not married. So I didn't have to get like, is your, is your husband okay with this type of situation? Basically because I'm over the age of 25 with three kids. It was like, all right. But for her, if she wanted to get her tubes tied or clips burned, removed, whatever the case may be, the first thing they would ask her is, uh, is your husband okay with this? Well, we need your husband's permission to do this. Versus men don't have to do that. They can go and get their tubes tied at any time and don't have to get permission from their wives. Well, they, they don't do get all... the tubes tied. They, they, uh... Well, I mean, the <laughs> they get a vasectomy. They get a <laughs> they get snip snip snip. (laughs) but they don't have to get permission they can just go Mm -hmm. they can go it could be a random tuesday they'll be a little sore but they can honestly drive themselves home um and could go get it on a random tuesday not have to say anything to their wives and be healed in like Mm -hmm. two days Mm -hmm. but if erica was to go to the damn doctor and be like i don't want no more kids i'm gonna get my tubes tied They'd be like, well, we need your husband's permission. Are you sure? You know, you might want some more kids later. I don't want no more fucking kids. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have to consult nobody. Another motherfucker about my body. I shouldn't have to ask for no permission at all. Exactly. My, body, my rules. Fuck all of y'all. Okay. What does a man have? To, a man don't dictate nothing down there. So why okay. should I have to ask? Why should I have oh, to ask him? Shit. That shit okay. is real. That shit is real. The world we live in, I, we still got so much work to do. And mm-hmm. women's rights, women's bodies, like how men comment on abortions. It's like, do, boy, like this is our, whether we decide to get it or not decide to get it, it's our body, our rule. If you, if you get one, men got something to say. If you don't get one, and but you need to get you can't tell me what I can do to my body, but maybe have so much to say to comment on it. 
and on women's rights. It's like, if y'all don't sit y'all country asses down. <laughs> yeah, What's that uh that old saying? Uh they want to keep us barefoot and pregnant. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that that's that old saying because men basically kind of dictate everything to abortion laws, to um planned parenthoods, all this stuff like that. I just don't understand why in today's society why still there isn't any women on these boards or fighting to get on these boards. I haven't I haven't really heard anything about that. They trying, you know? but when you got old ass white men and fucking uh in these positions where that they, they don't have to some you know some senators and uh representatives and shit like that it take a while for them to get reelected, and then they just stay in that motherfucking position because people just keep reelecting these people mm-hmm. um all them damn boomers keep reelecting right. these old ass crippled ass men uh, the boomers are reelecting the boomers the boomers are re-electing. exactly they're pretty much like, we're now we're becoming the bigger part of the working class a lot of the boomers are retiring now um so i do see a lot more younger people in there and we do have a alarming a number of women that are senators now and representatives but it could be so much more because compared to the percentage of men it, it don't look like shit but mm-hmm. we getting there we getting there it probably ain't gonna be till we old and in our 50s but we getting there by then i ain't even oh, worried about no goddamn abortion <laughs> by then i ain't even worried about a goddamn abortion <laughs> You fuck about an abortion, bitch. You want to get an abortion? Go ahead, shit. I don't care. Right. Not my business. <laughs> my business. And that needs to be the motto when it comes to certain stuff. Look for the man when it comes to like, hey, that's not my business. For the fuck not. And keep with it. They need to live by that. Like, like it's it's none of your business because you are not a woman and you do not know what women go through. So you should not have a say so on none of that shit. So I always say I'm not pro choice. I'm not pro uh right you, you say I'm it. pro mind my motherfucking business. Facts. I so I love when you say that. I swear <laughs> I love when you say that. Mind my fucking business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I was not there when she spread her legs. I was not there when he stuck it in. Why am I there talking about if she wanna get an abortion or not? Or even if the fact was being like I seen some shit where this girl was talking, she was 18 when she got pregnant from by her sneaky link. And everybody was like, well, you had the baby without his permission. I said, now, what if he wanted the baby, but she wasn't ready to be a parent and she go have the abortion? Then mm-hmm. y'all be talking about how horrible a person she is because he was ready to be a parent, but she wasn't. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of none of my business. <laughs> Leave these people alone. <laughs> you it sounds like a lot of none of my business. <laughs> you wasn't there when they was getting it, getting it cracking. Getting <laughs> Why were there after? And that's what's crazy. Motherfuckers be putting their two cents in, and then they just be loud and wrong. My <laughs> loud, loud and wrong. <laughs> loud and wrong. Shut up. Shut up. Looking stupid. <laughs> it look like you in my black ass business. That's what it looked like. You in my black ass business. Don't do that. Don't do that. You in my Don't business. Don't do that. Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. We off topic, like I'm like anyway. No, we not. This is all on topic. This is all on topic. Fuck that shit. This is all on topic. Look, let's bring it back full circle. Safari is an ass, oh, and like I say, let's not act like he ain't been a cornball. So let's bring that He's back. Cold, 
let's run that shit back, Turbo. Let's not act like he has not been a cornball. He's just really showing his his flying ways. Yes. Agreed. Definitely. And what the what the young kids say, and that's on period. And that's on period. (laughs) Not the young kids. Not the young kids. I mean, do do people say that? That's on period. I ain't never heard of that song. Yep, it's a young kid thing because Sasha ain't even heard of it. It's okay. It's okay. We're out the market. It's okay. Totally fine. Totally. Okay. So uh, next topic Black women problems. Oh, Lord. Deep side. So, yeah, Black women problems. And I kind of okay. feel like this definitely ties into, you know, our first topic. So, like, how does one become a strong Black woman? All the issues that we concurred, you know, going through everything. So, for one, inst- for one instance, going through relationship problems. When you're dealing with a man who basically does what he wants, can't help you, ain't taking care of you the way. What does a Black woman do? I they do want to start in- off <laughs> by saying that that narrative started because of slavery. I just want to, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw that in there real quick because, because oh, yeah, yeah. they would impregnate us and then our those slave masters would take those Black men away from us. And um, I've read or I've seen somewhere where it said it, it caused a generational di- uh, emotional disconnect to family mm-hmm. for Black mm-hmm. men. And um, so it's hard for Black men to really connect to the family aspect of it. But on top of that, now we, we have, we're raising kids without fathers, um, well, at least back then, and having to be that ideal strong Black woman, figuring that shit out. So, no, I was, and then also I was going to bring up this point. So, you know how, well, sex has been around for like decades, years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with Section 8, only the mother and the kids could be in there. So mm-hmm. when the government steps in, they separate the Black family. Because most Black families, you know, are poor because we we don't make we don't make the same amount as you know i.e white people so when we get these government handouts we sign up for these Mm. government things or whatever they will help out the black mother in the family but they will strip away you know the father the father yep so and that's and and that's the issue on itself too so it's just like i also want to sprinkle in with that uh Cause that is a stereotype that was perpetuated by. I was just gonna say, no that, offense, like to I, white I, people, no offense, but y'all be on Section Eight. A, y'all do. That, it's a statistic that shows they that get, they yes. get food stamps more than us. They yes. have childcare uh, subsidies more than us because there are mm-hmm. more white people than black people. But they have the whole ideal of the ghetto was made for white people. Section Eight was made for white people. All these government assistance. They made that shit for white people during yes. the Great Depression. That's what that yes. shit came from. Mm-hmm. But black people, being the people we are, are going to take full advantage of that because we need yeah. help too. We need help too. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of statistics that show 
white people are on government assistance way more than black people. Way more. Half of us can't even qualify. I can't even qualify for food stamps. Let's just be for real. I can't qualify for food stamps. I make too much money. Yes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I could even get WIC. Yeah. I couldn't get WIC or, can't get WIC. or uh, food stamps. But I'm over here struggling to pay. I couldn't even get childcare assistance and I'm doing mm-hmm. all of it. So what mm-hmm. I had to do was I had, so with our job, I had to basically um, not work as many hours to basically show you know, I'm not making it. I much. need fucking help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. So since I'm not working as many hours for these, you know, couple weeks or whatever, I'm gonna turn this shit in and see what they do. Play mm-hmm. the fucking system. I got on with well, no I had got on Medicaid because I had got laid off from my job and I'm like shit let me try to apply for this shit now before I get um before I start working and then when I had Zaylin I still had Medicaid and they were like well since you have Medicaid you automatically get with cool I ain't gotta I ain't gotta oh. lie for none because because I'm still on Medicaid and I don't, my job does not provide, provide me insurance at this point because of the hours that I work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like taking, I'm taking advantage. You Almost like you ain't even like, we, you ain't, I hate to say it, but you ain't, you got to kind of juke the system. You got to trick the system. Yeah, I ain't yeah. lying. I'm doing what y'all, what y'all require. I'm just doing it on my way. Yeah, I got a job. Same type I of shit I did. Hours. Same type of shit I did for food stamps back after I had Pootie. Uh, it was like, do you have a job? I'm like, yeah, but I ain't getting paid. I could prove that. I can, my my check stuff say zero dollars right now because mm-hmm. I'm on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So hell yeah, you gotta fucking play that system. But that shit, that shit was made for white people. White people keep on putting out this uh this idealism or this stereotype that black people are on Medicaid and food stamps and Section Eight and all types of shit. More the than majority white people. Of y'all are when the majority on their own, like, uh, y'all bougie white people, y'all need to talk to y'all cousins, y'all country cousins. Yeah, that, country hillbilly uh, ass cousins. That's and not, then, that's, that's too ashamed to say that they own it. How about No, that? listen, 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 listen. And then the majority of them that's on it is people like towards the South. And mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. who they vote for? The main people, the motherfuckers cutting cut it. it out. Because they asked Dave Chappelle said it best <laughs> on his fucking comedy special. That nigga said Ooh. he went to he went to a um you know to go vote and it was during Donald Trump's term, well about to be his term. And um he was like a whole bunch of white people was like, Yeah, he's gonna change shit for us, blah blah blah. He said, Trump don't give a shit about you. He give a fuck about me. He cares about the rich people. He don't give a fuck about poor white people. He don't give a fuck about poor white people. I remember that. Exactly. But y'all sitting here voting for a man or voting for representatives or whoever who do not care about poor white people. You voted for the man because he's helping the lifestyle that you want to have, which is as backwards. You need to vote for somebody who who's trying to make change to your current lifestyle so you vote for this man who cares about the rich people you ain't rich quote unquote you struggling on section eight so maybe you need to vote for a democrat the motherfucker that's trying to keep it Mm -hmm. bro i remember when they don't um, vote with their best interests (laughs) no they vote with a stereotypes and bullshit let's not act like we um, don't do it either let's not act like we don't do because no if obama was a a republican which i said voted for him 
No. Asked, no. And the same, and the and he acts the same way. Like he's super no. cool. He's not an ass. It's like, I mean, you know, he's black, yeah, you know. You well, you shouldn't vote off the person. You should vote mm-hmm. off what they're standing for. And yeah. if you're if you're not standing for what <laughs> I believe in, why would I vote for you? I don't care I'm how nice be, you are. I'm gonna be all the way hundred percent thorough. I got two points, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna answer this one first. I don't like voting. If I had a choice, I wouldn't do it. I would vote for local elections, but the presidential election is a fucking sham. I truly believe that it is a waste of the American people's time. Because at the end of the day, no matter what the popular vote is, it only matters about the electoral college and what they pick. So it's a fucking sham. We don't get to pick our president. We don't get to pick our president. So why am I, I really, when when Trump was running, I didn't want to vote for Hillary. I didn't want, especially didn't want to vote for Trump. And this shit with uh, Joe Biden and uh, Trump running, I didn't want to vote then either. Because at the end of the day, although Joe Biden shows that he cares about middle-class America, because I'm not going to say black people, I'm going to say middle-class America, he's still an old white man. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day he's still gonna have some type of judge judgmental or stereotypes about black people because he's an old white man this man was born in the 40s first of all they said joe 40s. biden was racist and they yeah. <laughs> do you know how it quickly switches believe, up it switches up so fast i believe that he he has just pre prejudice just like everybody else does because again this is a man who's in his 70s mm-hmm he he is old as shit. He is <laughs> going to have prejudice about certain. Uh, damn, I got a hell of people trying to book. Okay, okay, be by Vicky. Okay, be by Vicky plug. Uh, but he an old white man. You know what I'm saying? So you can say all that shit. That's just like him talking about some. I'm gonna give people fifty thousand dollars off their student uh, loans. I was waiting for that shit because I got sixty. I'm like, cool, I will pay the rest off. I mean, what that's cool, about but why I'm supposed to do with the other 52000 that I owe? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they talking about barely giving us 10000 now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you say shit to run for president to get the people to vote for you and then turn around and don't do what you say you're going to do. That's all. That's Sleep, like all honestly, do. I feel like... It is all of them, so that's why I don't care. I just really feel like they ain't really been doing shit. And I feel like they're just too quiet for me. They mm-hmm. talk all that shit. They talk all that shit. Running, trying to get the black vote, trying to you know make sure we we gonna be good and everything like that. And I have not heard shit. I don't. Know but you know maybe what? Because I, yeah, I think the difference is, and maybe let's think about it like prior times, like when Barack was running, it wasn't a lot of noise. When Barack was president, it wasn't a lot of noise. When George Bush was president, it wasn't a lot of noise. It seemed like Trump shook shit. And so every time something would happen, you get a fucking CNN alert on your fucking phone. I didn't even have CNN. And I was getting alerts on my phone about shit Trump was saying and doing. So I think that's what made a big difference because usually you don't know what's going on until some shit hit the news. Versus Donald Trump was tweeting out shit all the time about shit that we weren't supposed to fucking know about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so we are so unused to that so now now joe is in the office and we like well, i don't really hear shit too much that's because you're not supposed to 
Yeah. Barack had no access to his Twitter until he wasn't president anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why the shit is weird. At, at the end of the day, I'm about to say, my, my point is, I don't Fuck trust the government. <laughs> I don't think none of them got really our best interest at heart, period. I don't think none of them got our best interest at heart. I think they care about making sure that we keep populating, which is why they're doing all these weird-ass abortion laws, and then um, just care about the economy itself. They don't care about the actual people. All they care about is keeping motherfuckers working and pregnant. That's it. And making money. And making and some make- kind of money. Honestly, shit, to me, I feel like they've been trying to kill motherfuckers off because why they handled the COVID situation, well, the way Trump handled the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the CDC going back and forth to all these rules. Oh, you should wear your mask. Oh, if you got the vaccine, you don't have to wear your mask. Oh, now since the Delta variant is here, please put back on your mask. I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the hell is going That's my on? my black ass be at home. Yes. I heard my baby hollering. Um, but another thing, damn, I just lost my train of thought that fast. Come on, thoughts. Okay, there we go. I found it. So <laughs> I'm I'm be we was just talking about this earlier. I be knee deep in TikTok theories and conspiracies. And so uh somebody had said that, and this is really just about the abortion laws more than anything. Um millennials are not having enough kids. <laughs> which is why they're trying to create abortion laws to force us to have kids. Um, but they said that, and again, no tea, no shade to white people. I'm just reporting what I've heard, that there are not enough white people having babies. So it's becoming to the point where it, in the next maybe 50 or so years, white people will be the uh, minority and they don't want that that is a problem so they're really we are so off topic now that i think about it but anyway they don't want that (laughs) they don't want them to be the minority so they're creating crazy ass abortion laws where motherfuckers if you got raped by your daddy you you gotta have that baby yes incest but you gotta have that baby that's crazy it's ridiculous, but that's because they're trying to put all these abortion laws and making people have these kids. And that ain't that's even fair. crazy. Like, mm-hmm. is that like serious or is that like a conspiracy? No, that's for real. There are literature and books and papers written where people have literally said that if you, it's to keep America white, you have to keep white people having kids. And millennial white people are not having kids. <laughs> Mm. they like no I'm not I don't make enough to be having no kids so I'm just either gonna wait or I'm just not gonna have no kids at all damn crazy I know right we have a lot of topic though but I I just want to sprinkle that in (laughs) how did yeah how well how did well not that don't matter how we got on that topic but (laughs) next like how y'all were saying, you know, black women problem because we were talking about pretty much we kind of resorted back to how it tied into the whole safari news situation, like you know, abortions and you know, all that stuff. So pretty much who taught us 
you know, to have this mindset that we have with being, you know, having Black women problems, which is like, oh, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to take care of it because, and like pretty much I just got to take care of it. And then when you complain about it, it's like, oh, you're so strong. You got it. And it's like, no, I don't. I need help. But I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to do it because I don't have a choice. Like, Hodia, how do you feel like that was taught to us? Like, personally, I know, like, you don't learn about stuff that your parents went through until after, at way, way after, like, when you're an adult. Like, my mom was like, oh, yeah, I worked two jobs. I couldn't afford to send you to daycare. Um, I only could afford to send you to daycare three days out the week. You was with your granny. You know, I was, you know, you know, your granny watched you the other days. I worked here. I worked here. I worked crazy hours. And we had an apartment. You know, stuff was rough, but I had to figure, you know, I had to figure this out. And so I feel like it just got passed down to us, you know, passed down to, you know, me because it's like, I have the mindset of like, once things look locked up and, you know, my parents got married, it was more like a, you know, I grew up pretty privileged. And so to me, I had the mindset of, I don't want to always have this privileged mindset. Like, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, all I have to do is show up and something can be given to me. I want to have the mm-hmm. mindset of working for something. Like, I, I don't want to have to make it seem like, oh, this privileged girl, you know, she just gets everything you, she wants. Like, mm-hmm. no, I want to work on it. So I think that stigma, you know, people can say what they want about me and how I grew up, but regardless of that, like, I have a, like a working mindset, like, no, I could easily call my parents and be like, oh, I, can I get this? Can I get that? They'll give it to mm-hmm. me without a doubt, but I want to work for it because for one, I'm an adult. And for one, being a woman, I don't want to have that mindset to depend on someone too. So I think that's kind of another thing, like with my mom at the time, she could not depend on anyone besides my grandma, you know, to help watch me. She had worked two jobs to figure it out. And so I feel like with me, I have the mindset of, look, I just got to figure whatever I got going on out. Like, ain't, no, ain't nothing ever gonna be given to me. It's good, but then they just wouldn't sit well with me because of my pride. So, who do you feel like? How do you feel like you grew up having the, uh, you know, that mindset of like the black black woman problems of I gotta figure this shit out. But you know, fuck asks for help. I'm gonna figure it out. How do you feel like? You know, what conditioned you to have that mindset? Well, for me, <laughs> um, all the women on my mother's side or single black women like all all of the women on like well my aunties my mom even my grandmother um before she passed she she was single and she did it on her own and that's where I learned that from Mm -hmm. you know um you know my mom and dad divorced when I was like in grade school and my mom had five kids so I seen her working two jobs I've seen her doing everything my mom and for one my mom has never never been on assistance or ever had food stamps so my mom literally did it you know on her own and things like this so that's where that mind frame came to me but also you know I kind of feel like it was like kind of like a double-edged sword because like since I had my child and you know when I say when I need help or when I was struggling, um, cause like the first couple, like first couple months of this year, I was literally, I was down bad. Like I'm still kind of like down bad, but I'm still better than all that I was. Like literally I was struggling. Like, and I came to my, well, it was like a conversation between me and my mama. She was like, um, it was what, um, so those of you who don't know, my mom gave 
me and Nat the house or whatever. So we pay the bills in the house or whatever. So I could not pay my rent and afford to pay my um, babysitter and pay all my bills and everything I needed to do. Like literally it was like impossible. You can't give somebody something that you don't have. So mm-hmm. I came to my mom was like, mom, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford to give you rent because for me to work, I need to have Renzo with the babysitter or whatever. So I was like, well, is there any way that I can pay you later or pay you back or whatever? So she comes to me and was like, well, I sacrificed this and you will have to figure it out just like I figured it out. And I was just like, are you serious? Like, uh-huh. she was like, if you was living in an apartment, you would have had to figure it out. If I was living in an apartment, I still would have been asking you for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, real talk. So it's just like, it's a double-edged sword because since my mom and, you know, all my aunties and everything like that, well, we worked through it. We did this and we did that and everything like that. But if you have family support, that's what your family is supposed to be there for, right? Mm-hmm. You that know, actually so, goes into some other shit that we don't have to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I already know what you mean. I already know the topic. I already know. You know, so yeah. it's just like, I would never, I, <laughs> me would being never. the mother now, I would, would never, never put, I would never, I would never put my kid in the situation where they will have to choose one hand over the other, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just making me like I understand where you grew up as, but you should you should never want your child if you know your child is going through something or struggling or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I understand that you had to struggle because you didn't have no choice. Mm-hmm. But now this is a whole different generation. You mm-hmm. understand, and so I I just didn't understand it. So, but. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily I have awesome brothers and sisters and awesome support system where mm-hmm. they helped me, you mm-hmm. know? So it was just like, and it was an issue with that. <laughs> so I was just like, well, what did you expect when, me to do? damn if I do and damn, damn if, if I, I don't. You so still got your I... money, didn't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't matter how I got it. You don't know exactly. how you, you got your money, didn't you? <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of low-key how I sound. I'm like, damn, like Girl. what was I supposed to do? Get on get on the corner and shake yeah, the side apparently, Girl. <laughs> apparently, Sasha, you was not supposed to ask for help. You was only you supposed, supposed to ask for help on the how corner. you live. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, that was like a whole like that was just like that's crazy. crazy. I'm so sorry. Which so sorry. which kind of yeah, I'm definitely sorry you went through that best friend. Which kind of makes me think about would it be different if it was one of your brothers in that situation? How, is it a difference between Wait. how mothers treat their sons and their we gonna, and their daughters? We gonna get into that, but let me answer the question oh, real quick. We gonna get into that. Okay, go ahead, go, go ahead, champ. <laughs> Just wanna say, my mama is the most phenomenal person I've ever met in my whole entire life. Phenomenal woman. Phenomenal. But she definitely, and we were having a conversation about this not too long ago, she definitely really instilled in my head. She said to me, I raised you to be independent um, and not to rely on anybody. I've seen my mama work two jobs. I've seen her struggling to figure out how to pay bills. Now, mind you, my dad was in the house. My mom and dad have been married. I'm 29. My mom and dad have been married for 30 years. 
and they've been together for 35. But she was she was hustling. When my dad wouldn't wouldn't be working, she she would go to work at her government job and then turn around and go to Target at night and work at the Target that used to be on the West Floor thing. She used to bust her ass. My mama was going to school. She was, she had got her master's by the time I was in college, got her second master's. She learned how to do taxes. She was trying to find every which of avenue to make sure that it was always money coming through the house. Mm-hmm. And we were talking not too long ago and I was telling her how like, how she raised me in certain aspects has affected my emotional state. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to connect emotionally uh-huh. sometimes. And if I'm going through some shit or I'm having um, like an anxiety attack or some shit, she, she would say to me verbatim, you can cry now, but you got to get up and get over that shit. The shit still got to get done. And then wonders why I have emotional disconnect issues where I feel like ain't even no point of telling people how I feel because I got to get the shit got to get done anyway. So what the fuck is the point of crying about it? So... I try to explain it to her. She was not hearing it. She was like, that's not what I meant. I'm like, that's how I took it. And that's how it's implemented <laughs> Don't in my ever life. Don't tell your parents something that they said that sounded foul. They're like, that's not. I would never. You didn't feel <laughs> and it that way. It wasn't. I, it was kind of foul. That, that, and I did feel that way. And but it, the way I interpreted it was truly that there's no point of crying about shit because shit still got to get done. Ain't no mm-hmm. point in telling people how you feel about shit because shit still got to get done. And now mm-hmm. it affects me as an adult where I can't communicate effectively enough how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. Or communicate so, yeah, my mom, if I need help too. And if, I, if I need I'm help, in a situation. It's breathing there. Now, the only thing I can say is my mom and dad, they, they got me. Like, mm-hmm. if I need it, they got me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still just like it's like pulling teeth when I want to when I want to ask for it I have to be like I gotta be down bad to ask for it yeah because it'd be like all right because then I'm gonna hear the speech and Victoria you need to do better with your money and da 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 and I'd be like oh my god you're only asked for $40 I only asked for $40 I need to get (laughs) it just triggered me I can honestly say my parents know that I'm really good with my money. If I didn't came across a lot of money, hell, they'll ask me to borrow a couple of dollars. Like, oh, so, um, hey. You are, um, you are so good with money. I'm jealous. Yeah, like, Bree, she'd be like, she's been budgeting queen ever since I ever met her. She was like, well, <laughs> got this much money with you don't have to put money, money on everything. Money. You can just split it up. At least put something on it. <laughs> exactly. That's like, I'm like, okay, you put $10 in your savings. That's something. Maybe next year you can do 20 You know it. I put money in a separate account that I have. I have no debit card to it. And I put like $20 in there every pay period. I don't see it. I don't touch. I don't even check the account to see how much is in there. All right, y'all. So we're going to go on to break real quick. Um, Got to pay these, these sponsor bills. Yeah. Um, and we'll be right back. All right, y'all. And we are back. So our next topic, we'll be talking about Black mothers and how we treat our sons versus our daughters. Personally, I only have a son so far, so I can't really speak on that just from how, just looking at past experience with other people, but 
I will say that people have told me, thank God you had a son first. But I don't know what you would have did with a daughter. And I'm like, damn, what that mean? What y'all think? I'm gonna be like, what that's supposed to mean? And so, you know, that's just kind of what I heard. I mean, having a son is is cool. And I've even heard people say, you know, mothers, they go they go stick up for their son no matter what they do. Their son could be wrong, wrong. And I think even Tasha has said that. Like I may have been last day, but they can be wrong as left shoes on a right foot and they still go stick up for their son. So I know what's funny, what well, not what's funny, but coincidentally, Tasha was talking about her in the last segment. And Renzo is making it known that he is about to be a part of the conversation. He's a son and it's only going to be about him. <laughs> but Tasha was just talking about her experience that she had um, and, you know, she is, well, I'll let Tasha talk about it. We literally were just talking about it in the last segment and we said we was going to come back to it. So, Tasha, do you want to kind of revisit that that topic? Pretty much how mothers raise their sons, pretty much how mothers treat their sons versus their daughters. Well, yeah, well, me personally, like, being uh, a family of five kids, like, I definitely, and being, and being the middle child, I was definitely treated differently from the other kids because I don't know I guess I was just like I was older than the two oldest but still younger than the other two so like it was like to the point to where it was just like I would come to my mom and I'm like yo I feel like this ain't fair and she would just like brush it off like it was like the type of shit that I was going through was like I was washing and folding everybody's clothes while what Yes, I was washing and folding everybody's clothes. I was the main one doing dishes. Like Natalie would get away with fucking murder. I don't really she, know what she's fuck... a baby. She's yeah, a baby. Natalie too. was a baby. Natalie was getting away with murder. Like Natalie and D could fucking say some off the wall shit, and my mama wouldn't even fucking bat an eye. But if I was to even to attempt to get a a tiny bit of an attitude, oh, I'm getting smacked. You know. But yeah, it's definitely a difference between, well, I'm just saying in my instance, I was treated differently from, you know, the boys because the boys didn't really do shit. And then since Natalie was the youngest, Crystal, she was the oldest and I think she was already out the house. So main responsibility was basically on me. But still Mm -hmm. in all, like, I, I felt like I was being treated differently, but um, on the note, you feel like, like your sisters were treated differently than the boy, even though you were treated differently amongst all of your siblings. Do you feel like your sisters were also treated just slightly different than your brothers as well? Mm, that's what I was going. That's what I was about to talk about with the boys. Like with D, with D, D could basically do and say anything because that was the type of person D was. My mama really didn't trip off D. D was an asshole. And D rarely got in trouble for like certain shit or whatever and until he got like a little bit older and he was like really doing some shit that got him kicked out the house. But yeah, like I really felt like it was definitely a difference like when um when Vic was in there talking about like your mom groomed you to be like a wife like I was like I was the main one that was like starting like dinner you had to take out the meat 
I had to brown the meat and get dinner started and doing stuff like that. Like definitely being groomed. I was the main person they had to clean. And um, like I said, washing dishes, cleaning the kitchen or whatever, you know, I definitely like felt that I was being groomed, you know, to fit this role. But especially with the boys, it was like different because like only thing they had to do was like take out the trash, you know, Mm. and make sure you get a job type of thing. So I definitely felt like it was a difference because the boys really didn't do much around the house. But with the girls, yes, it was a difference. But um, there was a conversation that I had with my uh, baby's father's mother. Like, we're kind of, we're, like, close. So we have conversations all the time. And she was sitting there saying, like, you know, when she was raising, you know, her son or whatever, she was like, you could tell me, you, you couldn't tell me nothing about my son he he was basically her the apple of her eye he was spoiled so he you couldn't tell her nothing about you know how to raise her son what to do with it and that's probably why you know she kind of like kind of contribute like that's kind of the reason why the way he is now because she never mm-hmm. really put any no straight responsibility on him you know mm-hmm. but yeah but I kind of feel her because that's kind of how I feel about my son you know, and I feel like we should always break, you know, those stereotypes because you always, your kids need to know responsibility because mm-hmm. if they don't know responsibility when they grow up, there's going to be a whole issue. And then you're going to be like, oh, well, I don't know how my kid got like this. Yes, you do. You know how your not kid even, got this way. Not <laughs> even the responsibility, but the accountability. Taking yes. accountability yeah. in your actions yes. and holding your your children accountable for their actions. Mm. Yes, definitely. So I seen some shit that was like I seen a quote. I can't remember where it could have been on TikTok. It could have been on Facebook. I'm not really sure. But what was said was, and I, let me go to my quote. We where is it? At? We love our sons, but we raise our daughters. And um, I don't know, that hit me because now I got a daughter. And I'm like, at one point, as a boy mom, can nobody tell me shit about my sons? Those are my babies. Mm-hmm. But it took me realizing and also having conversations with their father that I need to raise them to be responsible and take accountability in their actions. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was a hard pill to swallow because I'm like, these are my babies like these my these my babies but if I did that then I would be putting a lot of the pressure on their sister when she got older to do responsibilities that I don't even require them to do mm. so I don't know it, it just really uh it really was eye-opening when I read that quote because I do see a lot of girls that have like brothers and they'd be like my the type of love my mother gave my brother was not the same type of love I got I was raised to be independent, strong, be able to take care of myself when my brother still relies on my mother for X, Y, and Z, and da 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 da. And she'll give it to him in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. I've seen so many people have conversations like that where, like, they straight was like, My mom, she is not there for me. But if my brother calls and asks her for something, she'll give it to him in a heartbeat. Disclaimer, y'all. Uh, I have my son here. So if you hear noise, it's him. So- on his hands. I have fed him. 
but he just he's going through this stage. If y'all hear just an odd noise, it's him. Just letting y'all know. <laughs> him being great. Him being great. But and just like Tasha said, like I was raised to, my mom raised me even, like I said earlier, we had a conversation where she basically was like, I raised you to be independent, mm-hmm. but also have all the tools to be a wife, like cooking, cleaning, maintaining the home, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Like I said, I think the most important part about raising your son it's making sure they are accountable for their actions. And you have to, because ain't nothing worse than being that mom that got an ain't shit son and you just right behind his ass with his ain't shit ass. And you just, mm-hmm. not my son, not my son. Yes, ma'am, your son. Mm-hmm. Your son. Mm-hmm. Who raised him? Hmm? Who raised him then? <laughs> my son, I ain't raised my son like this. Who raised him then? Who did it? Because I'm confused. Because who am I dealing with here? I'm dealing with somebody. Exactly. This is your son, right? This your son, right? <laughs> this him, right? Huh? I refuse to be that mom that be behind that be like, I did not raise my son like this. Girl, like, this your man. But I'm gonna stick beside him. I'm gonna stick beside him. That's him. I'm gonna stick beside him. But sometimes women, sometimes we can raise our sons to be great individuals, and they just still turn out to be fucked up. Like now, I know I taught nah. you better than this. Where how? Nah, because I truly believe if you raise say, them nah. right, if you raise them right, they won't be like that. They, you, if you raise them where they're like, I don't understand why he treats me like this. It also comes to accountability for the individual he's dealing with because you allow him to treat you like that. If you don't allow people to do that, yeah. they won't do it. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, okay. Like if a little girl came to me and was like, I don't understand why your son is doing this to me. I'm be like, because you allow him to. I promise you, if you didn't allow him to, he wouldn't. You let him treat you. Let him treat you like that. So now you gotta make a big girl decision. Are you gonna keep dealing with my son? Or move on? I'm not gonna hate you no way, buddy. But mm-hmm. you you can't be sitting here crying about this and you allow him to do these things to you. I didn't raise my son mm-hmm. like that, but he is a man. And he gonna treat you accordingly. If he feel like you gonna let him let him walk all over you, he gonna do it. Mm. Now, hopefully, I raise my son well enough, my son's well enough to be like, you know what, I don't wanna treat this person like this, so I'm gonna just leave her alone. I hope they will be like that. Right. But there's only so much I can do. You can put, mm-hmm. you can't put all, you know, so yeah, Brie, you can't put all the effort into it to make sure they're a great individual, but at the end of the day, I do believe it's who you're dealing with. And if they allow you to treat them a certain type of way, I'm I'm sorry. But then that also goes along with what you teach your kids too. Like if you get a girl who's like this and it seems like she wants to do everything for you, that's nice of her, but don't get too caught up in that. And then you go ahead and girl, I give him everything he wants, I buy him everything, and he still you're making it easy for him. We gotta also teach mm-hmm. our sons that too. Like, don't let a girl make it too too easy. Like like you should want a girl who's gonna like want to challenge you and not think everything about you is perfect because you're not perfect. I mean, I feel like um, you know know, we we need to teach daughters not to be a wife while being a girlfriend. Ooh, we have to write that quote down. That's gonna be a graphic. 
Come on. Tasha, I like, Tasha, you, I say it again. Tasha, Tasha say it again for the people in the back. Say it again for the people in the back, do Tasha. Do not teach your daughter to be a wife before they were their girlfriend. Like, when, because that's the shit that I was going through with a situation like, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm holding you down, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm buying you stuff. What else I gotta do? And you still ain't treating me right. right. Of mm-hmm. course, they, why would they? Why would they want to make you a wife if you're already doing it? You already what they doing say, it. They, what, they they what they say uh, about the cow and the milk? Why what buy the say? milk? Why buy? Why buy a cow when I can get the milk for free? Free. Hello. Excuse me. <laughs> now you ain't getting no milk, and I took the cow. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you ain't got shit. Exactly. Make butter now. Shit. <laughs> you know, but you can only learn from experience. You can only learn from experience, and that's what I right. have to do. I'm like, I ain't no way I'm doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. You can be <laughs> what we say. We we bring table, chairs, plates, forks, and knives, and they still do you dirty. Mm-hmm. That'd be the bad part. And they barely know how to build the table. What I say, they barely even know how to build the table. I'll be on motherfucker. And tell them to bring the rest. And motherfuckers mm. be like, what do you bring to the table? <laughs> and your ass to be like, okay, well, I got, I got this, I got that, I got a degree, I got, I got my own, I got a decent job, I got my own car, blah, blah, blah. These are the things you're supposed to have. Okay, I'm kind, I'm sweet, um, I'm caring, I'm nurturing, I can cook, blah, 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 all that. Okay, these are things you're just supposed to have. And it's like, okay, what the fuck do you want? Like, okay, well, how about this? I am the table. I'm the table. Period. Point blank. <laughs> What do you want to the table? What do you want to bring to but the table? But you know what? What you want me to bring? Okay. But what, you know what, 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 what? People can be the table, the chairs, and everything like that, but emotionally still not be there as well. So it's not being, you know, the whole package. What are you bringing emotionally? What are you bringing that can help, you know, build this person to be better? You can still be the perfect package, but still not be there emotionally. You know, that is, that's, that's, that too is important. You know, people are like, oh, I'm just like, I have this, I, I got goals and this, everything like that, but you still ain't shit. You're not feeding your, your, your person, your, the person that you're with emotionally. You don't have any mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. That's mm-hmm. very important. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we just go back to basically raising your children with, the ability to be accountable for your actions, be respectful, mm-hmm. and for my sons not to just be an overall good person. Don't be using right. women that you have no intent to be with them and then be mm-hmm. wondering why motherfuckers is hiding by your house under your car or breaking your <laughs> shit or whatever the case may be because you being a terrible <laughs> ass person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's even teaching my but, daughter that you you have values and don't don't settle for bullshit. Be be very conscious about that. Don't let mm-hmm. no nigga sweet talk you into some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just it's a full circle with me, you know. And another thing with our boys. Yeah, but another thing with our boys, because we always teach boys, you a man, you ain't supposed to cry. You ain't mm-hmm. you ain't supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to do that. And that's the reason why that's the reason why so many men they don't man. understand. Huh? 
I said grown ass men. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the reason why these grown ass men they don't understand like uh, 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 emotions. They be like, well, you be like Safari and say you're being dramatic when you cry. Right. If uh, if if you're telling your your son to shut down his emotions, how will he ever understand? There's significant others emotions if they never, you know, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. educated on it. You know what's crazy? Boys, boys have feelings too. We literally do that to our sons, like even to the point, like if we do something, like they get in trouble for something, and they'd be like, "Well, we'd be like, are you mad at me?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." I'd be like, "That's okay. You can be mad. You can be upset. You have every right to whatever emotion you are feeling." Mm-hmm. I don't really care that you mad at me because you had me fucked up, but you have every right <laughs> to every emotion you feel. You want to cry, that is okay. I'm absolutely okay with it. Don't be sitting here hollering and all of that, but if you want to shed some tears, shed them fuck tears. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but um, I absolutely agree. We have to teach our children, especially boys, emotional intelligence so that they're able it's okay to... to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's all about how you handle those emotions. So that's what exactly. emotional intelligence is all about. Mm-hmm. Be able to handle those emotions. Don't let whenever you do get uh, scared, sad, um, anxious, don't let that 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 emotion turn into anger. Because I, I see that with a lot of men too. Like when they're sad about something, it turns into anger. When they're yep. anxious about something, it turns into anger. And that's like, yeah, immediately, whatever emotion you are feeling, you transfer into anger. There's other ways to deal with that emotion outside of it. Absolutely right. We just got so much. Look, we will big you of you about how 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 how, 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 how the twins are. They seven, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we just got a lot of raising to do. Like we have to raise them in not in spite of but like opposite of some of the ways that we were raised and some of the ways that we've seen the men that we've dealt with were raised you know what i mean like, really like we dealt with hurting. men who didn't whose parents didn't whose mothers didn't hold them accountable now we got to make sure we have to hold our sons accountable for their actions if we dealing with um um let's see what's the other way that's around? even just like that's that. Oh, and also make sure our daughters treat us not treat our daughters different than our our sons. Like, Vic, your son's not to wash dishes. So, Mm -hmm. of course, Pootie's going to know how to wash dishes, but you don't just say, Mm -hmm. okay, well, Pootie get older, she only go wash dishes. The boys ain't got to wash dishes no more. No, you teach them, they they, they can wash dishes too. It's okay. There there are only a few things that it's just like, like, I don't take the trash out. That's not mine. That's not my responsibility, my chore. Mm -hmm. Um, but like yeah household stuff no nah, like it ain't just gonna be that's a woman's job or nothing like that or even just like teaching you know how we teach our daughters like we need to value you need to value your body don't give it to everybody blah 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 all of that right you need to teach that to your boys too like they need to be taught to our sons too exactly because uh mm-hmm. you can't be just slinging that thing around everywhere and giving it to every little girl at all we gotta you gotta raise them with the intent of look you what you have is valuable you can't be giving everybody your seed 
Okay. And what went like exactly like how we say like for daughters, like busting wide open for anybody daughters. With the same thing with men, like hey, you got this tool too. You can't you can't be, you know facts. You can't can't be giving everybody around with your last name. Okay. Facts. 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 You're wondering why you got baby mama You got kids all over the place, Nick Cannon. You got kids all over the fucking place. <laughs> but he's intentionally doing it from what he said. He said he's doing it on purpose. Okay. That's still not okay. And the women that are dealing with that are stupid as well because y'all okay with being a, not even mm-hmm. a real person in his life. He's literally just trying to soak his oats everywhere so he can have kids all over the place. And like I've said before, you can't so spend can time with all them kids. You can't mm-hmm. spend time with all them kids. You having these kids left and right, you cannot spend time with all these kids. What happened, Natasha? I don't know. You got to take that out. <laughs> you can't be spending time with all these kids and doing all of that and stuff. So like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not for that at all. I don't care what what it is. But also, um, but also with that, I guess he was, I guess they're, they're more so worried about getting paid because they know Nick Cannon got money. They're like, shit, I know I'm going to be set for life. I'm going to be paid. They, you know, they them kids going to be money. set for life. You're going to be okay. He's going to make sure they take care. He's going to make sure. But let's say if they put them on child support, the baby, let's say the baby may only need 3000 a month. He may send them, hey, here's 15 a month. Here, here's something it's, in between. Again. For the time period, time period of the children after they're eighteen, you don't get nothing. He ain't gonna yeah, keep well, on paying your bills. She got eighteen years to save up some money. She got eighteen you better years hope, to save up some but money. But most of them don't. It's just not. It's not conducive to the black community. Like I've said before, I don't understand why you sit here and preach about black unity and keeping the black family strong and all of that, mm-hmm. and then proceed to have children all over the place what you have is valuable you have a seed that can help grow into a person mm-hmm. the whole point of it is like i said that we got to raise our sons just like we raise our daughters what you have in between your legs is valuable and you do not need to be giving it to everybody mm-hmm. right. must, absolutely must be be plotting on you to have a baby with them thinking they gonna they looking up causing your mm-hmm. life misery mm-hmm. that's true that is true there was something else i did want to add to our topic that we were talking about black women problems um even though we're on this topic but i wanted to bring up the whole tap of the brown situation how yes like we want men to like we want like of course we we you know we want to be a wife you know, and it's the stigma that men, you know, men are supposed to take care of us, but also it's also the new stigma that we can take care of each other. There is it's a it's a team. It's you know, we're a team. So we have to she do this is together, the definition right? of what a ride or die is. See, people making yes. up this bullshit that ride or dies is like you going through the ups and downs of cheating and all that bullshit. Uh cheating is not a part of the ups and downs of a relationship. I don't know who made that bullshit up, but it's not um <laughs> the ups and downs of a relationship is you know what i want to start my career first so can you please just go get a regular ass job keep up with the house let me get on track with my career and then when it's your turn you ready to do what you want to do i'll take care of everything that's, that's so with that 
So with that, listeners, pretty much, I'm talking about the Tabitha Brown situation where pretty much, if you don't know her, she's like a social media light, I guess, a social media personality. Mm-hmm. She's also an actress. She's in The Shy, uh, the newest season of The Shy. And also, what else does she do? She do some of, I guess she's like a vegan spokesperson, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she cooks as well. So pretty much... Her husband has been a police officer for years, and I guess they had an agreement to where, hey, can you work while I get my career started, get my life on track, like get everything, my dreams, like let me pursue my dreams, and then when I'm set, you can leave your job, and then I'll help support support your dreams. And so he was able to retire from the police department because she's been so successful, and she's pretty much going to help support his dreams like he supported hers. So you and know, I think Hollywood he wanted to, to just be a like soccer coach or something. Like he didn't. It wasn't no like extravagant ass dream. He just wanted to be a soccer coach or like a baseball coach or something so, like that. Yeah, it was some type of little coaching job that he wanted to do. He wanted to basically do his like uh own little nonprofit little thing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. like, why not help? So, yeah, pretty much like why not help him if he's helped you, right? But you know, exactly. Miss Hayes on Wendy, she pretty much said their marriage was gonna last, and you know some other negative shit. And Miss Tabitha Brown, being the sweet goddess, uh, what is it, woman of Jesus God that she is, she read Wendy for filth in the most positive, beautiful, eloquently way, expeditiously. She pretty much was just like, you know, hey, this is just, this is pretty much like, this is what me and my husband wanted to do. When you love someone, this is what you do for someone. But hey, you may not know what that feels like, Wendy. And the way she threw it in there. And mind y'all, yeah, this happened like months ago. But pretty much, she was just saying like, yeah, she's going to support her husband, which is pretty much part of teamwork. So I say that to say like with the whole black woman problems, like, yeah, we got to figure shit out and then just, you know, worry about it later. She's she was literally in a partnership in a in a relationship, has a husband to where she is with him. He understood the assignments of supporting her dreams. And when she when she pursued her dreams, got enough, got enough money to where, hey, okay, we set now, do what you want to do. I'll help support that. She made that happen. And and I say that to say it's okay for men to take care of us, but it's also okay for us to reciprocate that if we're in the position. If we're in the position to, and if he's done what he's supposed to do, held it down, then it's absolutely okay for us to reciprocate that, you know, reciprocate that love as well. So I just want to add that in there. I forgot to bring that. I forgot to bring that up earlier, but I just want to just sprinkle that in as Vic say. Uh, Sprinkles. I absolutely agree. That is the perfect definition of I'm going to hold you down and you hold me down. Mm-hmm. Literally the definition. So mm-hmm. kudos mm-hmm. to her for doing it as well as reading Wendy Williams' old miserable ass to feel. Right, right, old right. miserable ass bitch. I don't know. Why are you talking about people? Life in shambles. So our last question um and this is because, again, I'll be listening to other people's podcasts and they, it, I'm using basically like the opposite question of what they had, which is, did you ever expect to be a wife or as a child, did you want to be one? Even if we're talking like our teenage years. So I'll go first. For me, um, absolutely not. 
I, from my marriage, my parents' marriage, and just how that transpired through our life, uh, I was just like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. Um, I didn't start really wanting to get married until the last, like, maybe four years, uh, four years ago, maybe. And I was like, mm, I would like to get married. I would like to be with one person for the rest of my life. But um, as a child, my mother didn't even inspire me to be one. I knew I wanted to be a mother before I wanted to be a wife. And I know that's crazy. I knew I wanted to be a mother before I wanted to be a wife. Um, that's not now, crazy. like I said, now I'm getting older and I'm like, I want to get married. Like, I want to get married. I can see myself being somebody's wife, being his wife. But um, it just seems like it comes with so much. And I think I'd be scared. Because you, you are legally bound to somebody. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Legally bound. But it's such a beautiful thing. And it can be beautiful, especially if it's, it's done right. And you, you really connect with your partner like you're supposed to. I think it can be a beautiful experience. Um, but I'm scared. Period. I'm scared. No, I mean, that's understandable. I mean, for me, I feel pretty much I agree with you as well. Um, You know, my parents, they weren't together when I was born and they didn't get married. Like they didn't really start having a relationship and they get married until I was around like 10. And then they divorced like probably within like the last four years, I believe. So I don't know, it's just one of the things where, like you said, a a few years ago, I would say when I was like maybe in my earlier mid-20s, I was like, yeah, you know what? I do want to, you know, get married first, then have kids because I want to do it the traditional way because I don't want my marriage to end up like how my parents did. And, but I did as, when I was younger, I've always was like, oh yeah, I want like five or six kids. You know, I wanted a bunch of kids because I grew up like starting out as only child. And then eventually along I met my brother and we're two years apart, but I didn't really meet him. And so like, I mean, I was still a kid, but you know, it's different when you're raised in a household with a sibling and when you're not, and then developing like a relationship and bond with them, like it's different. And so I, um, you know, I've always wanted like a big family like that because it was just usually like my cousins, like Vic has a little sister. Um, our cousin who passed away, Jacoby, he, he has a little sister and he had a little sister and then now you know he, and then he had a little brother so it's always like all of us were kind of sort of really close in age so it was just like we were just all all of our pretty much our parents usually just had two or three of us and that was it and I was like you know I want like a big family like so I can be as tight so it can be like tight-knit like how I was with my cousins but really marriage I was just like yeah it'd be nice like y'all yeah, want to get married but it wasn't like oh how I am as a wife it was just more like a yeah, you know, when I get married and, you know, have kids. Yeah, when I have kids, it was never really like, oh, when I have my a priority world. Yeah, it wasn't a priority at all. And so up until, you know, I say, like maybe I was like in college. I'm like, yeah, I do want to do it the right way and get married first and then have kids. And then as I was taking, I'm like, well, shit, I'm, I'm going to want to get married first and let me and my husband have some time together before we start having kids. But by this time, I'm like, I mean, marriages don't last, clearly. And children last longer. Children leave a longer legacy on this earth than um, than marriages. For instance, if you get married and never have kids, 
who are you passing down your stuff to? You can pass it down to a cousin. You can pass it down to the next person in charge of your business, but you're not going to pass it along to someone that's in your bloodline. Versus if I was to have a kid and get married and then get a divorce and I have a business and then my, my kid has a kid and so on and so forth, I'm leaving a legacy on this earth. So eventually as I got mm-hmm. older, my thoughts kind of reverted back to like, you know what? I'll have a kid first because at the end of the day, someone told me this. They said, because when you have a child, you know, they're they're not going to wake up and just decide that they don't love you anymore, like in a relationship. In a relationship, people switch up every day, B. So somebody can just wake up and be like, you know, I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm just not feeling this anymore. Versus a child, they're never going to just going to wake up and say, mom, I don't love you no more. I don't really fuck with you like that no more. Like, you're always going to have that relationship. I mean, unless you're just a really fucked up person, uh, like parents. I don't know. And but, there are. And there are still. And there are. Let's say you're the best parent ever. Let's say you're the best parent ever. Your kid's never going to just wake up and be like, mom, I don't love you anymore. I'm, I'm leaving. Because your husband can leave and that's that. Y'all ain't got to deal with each other no more, but your child, they're always going to be tight. So, mm-hmm. long story, less long. I thought about having kids before getting married as a child it switched to being married first then a child and then life happened and i'm like you know what i have a kid first and worry about that marriage later let's see how because people switch up clearly people switch up when you get married erica and safari are are a prime example he was great uh, supposedly he was great before they had kids they got married they had a kid now he feels like it's hard work that's a prime example of just because you get married first before you have kids that does not mean that that marriage is going to work because people switch up on you so or people get married for the okay. wedding and not the actual marriage. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. People will get married just, had this ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar wedding. That's just tacky. And that's just your marriage. No, is it, trash. It, no, they get married. They want to get married because they got that that ring. They got mm-hmm. the ring, but <laughs> but they ain't putting no effort towards the actual marriage. But mm-hmm. um, like my take on it you know like seeing like the majority of the women on my mom's side either divorced or not married you know like but you know living in the household where my mom and my dad was married you know that was something that I did want but then getting out in this dating world I was like, shit, fuck being married and fuck having kids and all the other stuff like that. But then mm. that was like in my 20s. But then when I hit 30, I was like, you know what? I'm like, maybe I should want to settle down. You know, this this play of life ain't going to get you far. But I mean, it can get you flued so- out. <laughs> but but that but that that's not that's not what you want though that's not fulfillment like that's so, temporary like, that's it's temporary. so crazy yeah. but it's so crazy because before I even found out that I was pregnant I was like you know what I need to get my life together you know I'm 30 I was like what 32 33 I'm like you know what I need to get my life together I need to stop you know having all these little sneaky links and all of the crazy shit I need to prepare myself for my husband and that's what was the mindset that I was gonna be in you know for the whole 2020 I'm like I'm finna lose this weight I'm finna get snatched I'm finna do all of this I like I was literally building out my goals 
and then bam, you know, find I'm pregnant. I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, what happened? I got a sense of humor, girl. I'm telling you. Tell him your plans and watch him laugh. He's like, ha, okay, sis. (laughs) And that's exactly how (laughs) I feel. That's how I feel. So I feel like, I don't know, low-key, I still have, I I don't want to, like, just single out hope you know, even though I've been through a lot of bullshit with relationships and men and everything like that, I'm not just gonna just, oh, just cast it away. I still do have hope in the future. I really do think, you know, if that's in the plans, that's in the plans. And you, you know. know what I also think this a stereotype is that men think that women want to get married. Like, me, like all women want to get married. And I did not at a young age. I was just like, uh-uh. No, I'm not ready yet. I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm nowhere near ready. Um, and like I said, now I'm older, and it's like, okay, now I'm ready. But like we, we're not allowed to have that stage like men are, where they're not ready to get married. They want to live. They play a play a life, and uh, we, we supposed to be like, we want to get married immediately as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever man gives us a ring, <laughs> or better yet after you have a kid they're like so when's the wedding i'm like let's see how we are as parents together like just because we have a kid right now that does not mean i automatically want to marry this man married. Like, i'm like, see, that's like why y'all, let's see y'all. how we are as parents let's see how we are as a that's team now that we have a, a no life got divorced as soon as your baby's turned 18 because y'all went and got married just because she was pregnant mm, don't do that and, and you don't stay together for the kids it's like no nah. do don't do that Mm-mm. Because the best thing I seen, it was on a movie. I don't remember this hell it was though. I, I can't remember what movie it was, but on there it was two grandparents and the daughter was like, You took his side about everything. Even now, she was like, Because my kids grow up and they leave you. They go and create their own life with their own family. All I got left is my husband. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get married to somebody and you know what I'm saying? We don't know each other after our kids are gone. Because they're going to grow up. They're going to they gonna move on. They're going to build their own life. Yeah, they're going to always be your kids. And yeah, you'll see them and you'll talk to them, but they are going to develop their own family and you will become their extended family. You will not be their immediate family no more. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, it's just when you want to get married you have to understand that you're saying that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with this is the person you want to die with mm-hmm. so i don't want it to just be no i got pregnant that's why we got married that is so oh my and god that's so like many so people that ain't got married because of that like no it's like Shotgun you are never stuck with somebody and that's why i always say like i'm never gonna be stuck with somebody yeah you may have to coexist with somebody never stuck for real real talk and I just feel like but the thing is back when our parents and our grandparents you know women didn't have as much freedom so they really didn't have a fucking choice they needed Mm -hmm. to get married they needed to get married to have that type yes because Mm -hmm. they couldn't get certain jobs they couldn't do a lot of bank accounts you couldn't have a bank account like 1960-something. Give her kisses. Give her them kisses. Couldn't have a bank account till 1960-something. So, you know what I'm saying? The livelihood of a woman depended on a man. 
Thank you. So, Thank you. It ain't like that now at all. Women are CEOs and bosses. We didn't came along. So now it's like, that. it's an actual choice. Do I want to get married? Do, not do I need to get married. Do I want yeah, to get do married? Do I want to? Do I want to get married? Mm-hmm. Actual choices now. It didn't used to be a choice back then. That's, That's why you, your grandma was married to your granddaddy for 50 years because she ain't had no choice. Yeah. Mm. Now it's a whole different ball game. Shit. Right. <laughs> nigga, you be like, nigga, I barely like you. What? Get married. What? What? Yeah, I want to get married. <laughs> I want to get married. I don't yeah. want no big ass wedding though. I don't want a big ass wedding. I want a very low key, very cute, very um personal wedding. I remember you saying that. Maybe I'm a destination like, wedding. I'm no like either or. I, now that's what I really want a destination wedding. That's why you ain't got to worry about 200 people being there. If you can make it, great. My bridesmaids and my parents and my grandparents, great. But everybody else, y'all can't make it. It's okay. As long as I got my my fantastic 15 or so, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I'm like. Either a destination wedding or a fucking get married at the or courthouse. Or a big-ass reception. A reception, yep. yep. I don't want no big-ass. I feel like it's such a waste of money. Oh, my God. The idea of spending thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on a wedding is just like, for one night, one night. But that night is so magical. Yeah, like that shit. <laughs> that bill is not magical. <laughs> that bill is not magical. I got student loan. You want me to pay twenty thousand dollars for what? I got mm. student loan. Mm. I got sixty thousand dollars in student loan. And you want me to pay twenty thousand dollars for what? No man. <laughs> now my dress, I will. I will easily spend. No man. No hand. No turkey. Yeah. I mean, it really just depends. It's like, I thought if you got it like that, it won't, because some people don't believe spending 5000 on a on a win. Like, she, you can go to the courthouse for $100. Like, some people, a certain amount may actually, not be a lot. 10000 may not be nothing <laughs> to someone who made killers. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. yeah. Well, if you got it, you got it. I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got it. Somebody um, help, please. Oh, Keep giving his help. mama some love. All right, well, Renzo is currently beating up Mama Tasha and giving her tons of kisses. So I guess we didn't took up too much of her time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in with us on this great topic about becoming a wife, uh, how mothers treat their sons versus their daughters. Strong black how women. terrible. How terrible Safari is as a person in general. And how terrible Safari is as a person and as a, as a husband and as a, as a father. Pretty much. So we talked about it all, y'all. So per usual, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Millennial Mamas. Also, if you would like to be a sponsor, please email us at Black Millennial Mamas uh, at what? Black Millennial Mamas at gmail.com. And yeah, here, make sure you subscribe to us on whatever you use, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, here, this is also follow us on our personal uh, Instagram links, too. Yeah, if you want to see how we live in our here, mine is the life I live. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know the rest of the world. Wait, what is my fucking Instagram? <laughs> okay, well, while Vic is trying to tell us to follow us on our personals, she doesn't even know hers. But hey, no uh, mine is hey, that's dot Brie, and Brie is B R I. So we'll add it in the description. So yeah, you can uh, follow us on what's that? Instagram, Facebook, and if I know you like that, I'm not gonna accept you. Not even gonna lie, I have like over 200 penny requests because you know my personal life is my personal life, I, and I delete people. So yeah, if we cool like that, you can add me as a friend. If we're not, you're probably gonna sit for a second. But I can <laughs> I can you know open, expose you and open you up to my Instagram life. So yeah, yeah. So this is Bree, Tasha, and Vicky. And we are out, y'all. Toodles. Bye. Bye, Bye, Rizzo.